0: Hello, you're about to listen to my podcast, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, and I am Richard Herring, and I am at Leicester Square Theatre. It all makes sense when you look at it like that. You don't have to just listen to it this time. You can watch it for free uh, on uh, YouTube, uh, on Vimeo, or here on iTunes, if you're on iTunes, uh, by searching for Richard Herring Video Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. If you want to help us pay for this endeavour, if you're one of those people who used to get a serious pass, it'd be lovely if you would go and give us uh, a donation of 15 quid or a pound a month. Uh, whatever you fancy giving us uh, at www.gofasterstripe.com/badges, or you can buy a video a DVD at Go Faster Stripe, or you can come and see me on tour. But none of that, enough of that. Let's have a little listen or watch of this week's Rehla Stup Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who is happy to send a picture of his erect penis to every single viewer and listener to this podcast. Just tweet me and ask for it and I will send it to you. It's Richard Herring! <laughs> that is... Uh, if I can get an erection, I will do that. It may, it may take... I'm 47 years old. It may take some time. Fucking hell. Don't get old. That's all I said. Don't get too too late. Don't get old. (laughs) Kill yourself now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> welcome to. <laughs> It'd be very good for the ratings if you could do it right now. Uh, so, uh, welcome. Yeah, you're right to That was very inappropriate. Well, uh, we'll just edit that out. We won't. Uh, welcome to Rich James Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahel Estepur. Yes. Oh, so we got some. Uh, you're much better than last week's audience. Uh, so, uh, we're, going, we're going to come and meet some, uh, some of the people in the audience who are foolish enough to sit in the front row. Uh, this, uh, gen- this hairy gentleman here uh, is uh, f- you a newcomer to the podcast. You've been here before? No, no. You've never been here before? What, what attracted you to the Leicester Square Theatre podcast today? Yeah, listen to it a lot. You've listened to it a lot and thought, I want to come along. That's nice. And then, What's your name? Steve. Steve, what do you do for a living? Is it to do with uh, the internet and computers? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you get fired from your job? Why, what do you do? What, what do, you do? Uh, I work in a shop while struggling to be a musician. You work in a shop while struggling to be a musician? What kind of shop is it? Is it motorcycle clothing? Because how uh, good? It's, uh, it, it's Tesco. Tesco, that's good. That's uh, been a bit of trouble, haven't you, recently? Uh, the thing is, if I go into Tesco's now, I think the Matapha nick some stuff, doesn't it? That's, that's all part of the. It will help them take their profits down a little bit. They can fudge it. Uh, so, uh, which, uh, which branch of Tesco, if people see you and want to? In Brighton. In Brighton. So, have you come up from Brighton? They're, they're paying you a lot for it Tesco, isn't they? For... <laughs> Carefully... and are, are you his uh, friend? A You're his significant other. So, he's got some insignificant others as well. What's your, what's, what's your name? Holly. That's good. Uh, so there, I thought of a pun, but then I thought it's not good enough to do. <laughs> Could you come back at Christmas? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, <laughs> what, do, what do you what do what do you do for a living, Holly? I'm You're a, stu- a student nurse. So that's I. I went on a CPR course the other day, so I can do uh, I can save people's lives now. So you know, if someone goes down, it's going to be a fight between you and me <laughs> to get there first. Do you reckon if someone uh, has what do you do if someone has uh, stopped breathing? What do you do? Yeah, that's that <laughs> that's not very good. Also, I've been playing... Um, this won't mean anything to you or anyone else, but this is one person will get this joke. I've been playing uh, Terminator 2 pinball on my uh, computer. So when you say do the CPR, I think of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, get the CPU. And No, there wasn't anyone who got that. So uh, that's, that's good. I'll give me some... Edit that out. Uh, I, I am literally insane on Lemsip. I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, which could be good later on. Uh, but welcome, Holly and Steve. That's, uh, it's, uh, it was Adam and Eve, not Holly and Steve, wasn't it? That's what I say to you two. It's disgusting. Good luck becoming a proper nurse. <laughs> Do the, when they do the exam, just say do the CPO. When what would you do? i do CPO. Oh no, and you've done the hand movement as well. That's good, that is what you do. You've got to breathe in the mouth first though, so you failed. Uh, and we uh, we got some people here I don't rec- really recognise either. There's lots of new people, that's nice. Or are you new? No, no, I've been no okay, I don't care about you then. <laughs> are you new Are new are, are you new? You're new to this thing, that's why I'm seeing you. Quite co- got colourful uh, socks on there and stuff. It's uh, it makes quite a change from the look at these idiots that's sitting here. And then someone with socks comes on. Look, I mean, that's what I'm u- that is what I'm used to. There, people, at home, that is the you. That is like a That is like someone has taken all the features of a Richard Harris Leicester Square Theatre podcast, and then done a composite drawing of them, and put them in a composite piece of clothing. It doesn't mean anything to you here in the, when you get the video and watch that. The video's free now. Everyone's going to see that. What's, what's, your, what's your name? Terry. Terry? Yes. You look kind of more evil than a, ter- than a Terry, I thought. <laughs> 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 what, do you, what do you do, Terry? For, apart from, what, what does DZ stand for? Death? DZ Death raises DZ Death Race, is that a, a new band, is it? They're an Australian They're band. They're an Australian band. I don't really know. I don't follow the music anymore. What do you, what do, you do, Terry? <laughs> You're unemployed in the band. Get together with Steve. What do you What do you play? Um, I play drums. You play drums. What do you play, Steve? Bass. Bass. That's two of the composites. You could be to... You could. We just need. Can you sing? Come on, give it a go. Just try singing, Dave. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very. You're very welcome for it. It's creating an uneasy tension. <laughs> Have you ever thought of playing Guy to Gisborne in Robin Hood? Have you ever thought about doing that? Because I think. Again, the people at home are laughing there, so I'm not... <laughs> I'm doing this for the people at home. This is for the comedians. Uh, so i will get a crack straight on. We've got a fantastic... Before I collapse uh, and go uh, nuts uh, any, before, any further, I was showing him my sliver and notebook earlier on. He was very impressed. <laughs> Again, I like it, it's got green pages, because it's evil, that's what, he's, that's what he uh, noted. Uh, he is probably best known, what you probably know him for uh, is he played Jeremy in Sex Lives of the Potato Men, that is his best known role, he is also best known uh, as well as the voice of Greg Evergan from This Morning with Richard, not Judy, that is what he is best known for, never done anything as good as that since... It's all down to the script. Will you please welcome Mark Gaitis, ladies and gentlemen? Amazing Mark Gaitis. Thank you. Come in, sit down. Love to see you. Pick up a mic. Pick up a microphone. How are you doing?
1: I am wanking as I
0: write. Like. <laughs> hey!
1: He was also Ant- Ant- uh, Ant- uh, as I write this.
0: <laughs> it was Anthony Hopkins. He was Anthony yes. Hopkins in the TV version of Anthony Hopkins. Uh. It doesn't mean any of these youngsters. They don't. They
1: don't. They're, 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 I, they're uh, born. I'm not. I'm not well. I've got a terrible cold. I've got a bad back. But I mean, here I am.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got a cold. My back's. Yeah. My back's all right. I'd, I had a bad mm. back. We're getting uh, on a little bit. We're yes. both. Uh, That's born. why we're here. I'm <laughs> 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 getting a little it's bit. It's Monday we, night. It is. God. It is.
1: It's nice to be out, though, isn't it? It's nice. But luckily, America's Next Top Model has moved to Thursday. I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> you got. Uh, you can record shows now, really easily. Apparently, I've taped
0: it. <laughs> Did you? <Yeah. laughs> I bet On you audio cassette. <laughs> <laughs> you say, I used to audio record? Um, uh, kick up the '80s and only the bit that Rick Mail was in. That's uh, oh. that was what good taste Kevin I had. Turvey. Yeah, Kevin Turvey. Yeah, yeah, I used
1: to audio tape ripping yarns. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. 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 There we there. go. That, you kids don't know you're born with, di- with digital. Especially the unborn. <laughs> <laughs> Over there.
1: So, what do you remember about uh, being Jeremy in Sex Lives of the Potato Man? <laughs> do you know the funny thing is, um, only, one of my regular occupations is to purge it from any CV. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It was a strange experience. It, it was a script that uh, that was like fought over. I met so right. many people who desperately wanted to be in it, and it, honestly, when when we all read it, it was it was meant to be a sort of um, kind of Ken, a sort of dirty Ken Loach film. Yeah, <laughs> sort of carry on Ken Loach, <laughs> carry on Kes, and uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it just didn't work out that way. But the weird <laughs> thing is, at least three or four times a year, someone, usually quite scary-looking, approaches me and tells me, on a windswept beach in Northumberland, usually, <laughs> they say, Oh, that's the bloody potato man! fucking best thing I've ever seen now. <laughs> to which I say, about 11. <laughs> but it's, uh, I think mean, the best thing about it was it was the first time I properly worked with Julia Davis and we, uh, everything we've done since was kind of because of that.
0: Right, it's, th- it's off the way, isn't it? But It's amazing, they didn't have an amazing cast as well. That
1: yeah, and it's its, a, it's also, the thing I'm proud of is that in the Daily Mail headline that followed his disastrous reception, <laughs> it actually used the words filth and fury. <gasps> fury at filthy lottery film or something like that. So it was nearly as sort of, sort of demi-pistols. <laughs> <laughs> headline, you know. You can be proud of that. I went into hiding for two days.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and yes, you, just were, emerged. <laughs> you were uncredited, apparently, on uh, this morning, Rich Not Judy, as the voice of Greg yeah, Evergan. According to IMDb, you didn't even make into the credits. No. I don't know what. You must, were very cruel in those days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just left you off. And a, younger. <laughs> we were much younger. But, uh, yeah, it was something I this... Any good memories of playing... <laughs> The voice of Greg Evans.
1: Yes, I remember it you very well. <laughs> I was really grateful for the work. <laughs> no, well, I obviously I knew you, Stuart, um, and it was lovely to be asked, actually. And we, I mean, it, we used to sort of go in. I remember doing stuff, doing the Anthony Hopkins letters. Yeah. And, the, and on all the different variations of... I made this.
0: Oh, yes, that's remember what that? at the end, yes. Bad that's Robot. Yeah, JJ's often Did on the phone do, these
1: days about Greg Ebergen.
0: <laughs> Did you do a lot of uh, research into Greg Ebergen? I still voice? don't know who he
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, who He's was he? Bj
0: and the Bear. He was in Bj and the Bear. He was Bj. Was he Bj and the Be- Bear? Yeah. Oh, uh, he was in this again. T- too young. He was in uh, My Two Dads. He was one of the two dads in My right. Two Dads.
1: Who was the other one?
0: Uh, Paul Reiser, is it? I think it was. Uh, and uh, when and why BJ was Bj
1: McKay, and this is my best friend Bear. That's it, I love Bj Rubbish. and the Bear. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it was thing. There's a there's a thing that you could you could chart is those sort of. Do you remember Action Comic? Yeah, I mean, vaguely. Yeah. Uh, when Action Comic came, I was a big dis- sort of scandal in the seventies because it was uh, it was so violent. But um, all the strips were just rip-offs of films. Hook yeah. jaw. I don't know what that was. And and the sort of death. Death Cannonball Race 1993, yeah. that sort of thing. And, and BJ and the Bear was one of those series that they did a lot of where there was a big film, yeah. i.e. Every Witch Way But Loose, <laughs> or um, Cannonball Run kind of things, yeah. uh, or Tales of the Gold Monkey. Do you remember that? No, or the, the theme went, Not Raiders of the Lost Ark! <laughs> <laughs> Not
0: quite. Uh, it was one of those... We're going to talk a lot about 1970s and 1980s yeah, TV. Yeah. You're just going to have to jump on board with this. It's going to be mainly this. When, we did, when I did Time, Gentleman, Please, I wanted to... The, one of the, the barmen was, was uh, obsessed with dodecahedrons uh, and uh, anything with uh, 12. Uh, and would, everything would be Dodeca. And I wanted to do a sitcom that he, was, uh, that he was a big fan of called My Dodeca Dads. Which was someone with 12 dads rather than two dads. And my t- do you remember My, my dads. Two Dads? Yeah. Fucking hell. I'm just, it's terrible being old. <laughs> and only remembering quite obscure things. If I was old and remembered, if I went, Who remembers Blue Peter? See, that's, that's how you do same. it. It's about the same. Blue <laughs> Peter's been downgraded,
1: I'm upset. Yeah. It's on CBeebies about quarter to two in the afternoon. Yeah. And it looks like all those other shows now. They still do badges, but it's, dep- it's depressing. Did you,
0: uh, well, I bet you were on Blue Peter when you were... No, Peter. never.
1: No. no badge. No. Did you try and get on Blue Peter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to meet Jimmy Savile. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I did. I had, I had a picture not returned from Vision On, uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because they, they, were, they were neither returned or destroyed or whatever it was. Pat Kiesel. Uh, and I did send some, several things to Blue Peter. Not a, not a hope in hell. No. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> John bloody Peter Purvis.
0: They've, they've all escaped uh, <laughs> so far. Uh, so... Um, <laughs>
1: I've got a question. Seriously. Yeah. Can we? No. Yeah, well, yeah, we can. We can can edit stuff out if we want to. It does intrigue me why the Operation u Tree investigation... Is at the moment simply working its way through the raw variety Performance 1975. <laughs> when clearly the music industry must yeah. be, there must be people sitting at home just quaking in their boots yeah. every night, but no sign of any anything happening.
0: Well, it's like they've decided we'll get the DJs first because <laughs> Jimmy Savile was a DJ. Yes, it's, but it's sort—I mean, it
1: sort of is like oh, it we might be it. where the leads come from. I guess. Uh, yeah, right, I suppose. Right.
0: <laughs> He comes from Leeds.
1: Get Uh, (laughs) the They're just staying in
0: Leeds. (laughs) But it is very yeah because well there are. I was talking in fact uh, to uh, your uh, your friend from the League of Gentlemen, uh, Jeremy. From Uh, Leeds. It was spooky on the train uh, on Sunday about this very thing that you know there are people who've gone. I mean Bill Wyman has gone on record as being in a
1: relationship with
0: yeah. A 13-year-old uh, girl, and he, so, he, uh, ah, sorry, no, no, that's well, all right, that's all right. I think it was it's, okay. because
1: it, mother, <laughs> it's because her mother, I think it's because her mother said she yeah. was all right. Apparently, I heard the other, only the other day that Bill Wyman actually sort of wrote to the police saying, well, come on then, what? <laughs> and they just said, no, it's all right. Because <laughs> they're big Stones fans. <laughs> <laughs> all the police. Well,
0: I would just say, whoever took over from Paul McCartney, uh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not Paul McCartney the other guy. Well, I was about conspiracy theories last week to Catherine Ryan <coughs> which I admit, uh, Yes, I, I heard that one. <laughs> yeah, that's really yeah. it's, all, it's already been out. So I was in the Norfolk Broads it. or something. <laughs> this is but um, so that's an extraordinary conspiracy theory. I'm sure you uh, are very interested in McCartney. theories. McCal- Paul. Well, the Paul McCartney yeah. one is just extraordinary that people could possibly mm. believe it. But then and that they, not only that that's what I love about it is that they've done they've covered up this amazing crime well you know they've made, committed a crime by covering up a death Hidden a yeah. body, and then they've gone. Uh, should we put some clues in our music?
1: Is it all because he took his shoes off? Is that where yes, it's, it's
0: things like this the shoes being off, there's a hand over the thing, you know, there's like you play some of the stuff backwards, it says, yes. You turn me on, dead man, or something like that. It's not even Paul. <laughs>
1: the, the thing that's bizarre though, it, it sort of adds a little bit of, you know, verisimilitude to it, is that he doesn't look like Paul McCartney. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't. He looks like a middle-aged postwoman. <laughs> That's the terrible truth. He appears to dye his hair and eyebrows with typewriter ribbon. <laughs> and he looks so strange now. I, I, I'm convinced it's not him. He was replaced. My replacement only compared to me recently. Yes, <laughs> by a post. Uh, by Heather Mills, I think. Yeah. She's. But well, I, I find conspiracy theories fascinating. But I um, because I think what they actually represent is a desire to impose order on the universe. That's what intrigues me about it, because in fact, it's secretly rather pleasing to think there is a dark government out there in charge of everything, because there fucking isn't. (laughs) The the world is a howling abyss of chaos. (laughs) And if if you believe that someone is able, to assassinate <laughs> royals and presidents, then it actually makes somehow when you're sleeping at night. you Think, Wait, it'll be all right. Yeah, the Yanks will think of something. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's not true. No. Well, that, the whole kind of Middle East
0: uh, episodes sort of show. Show. Let's go and kill the uh, Saddam Hussein. Oh, that didn't work out very well. Uh, let's let's go back in and, and clear up the mess we've created now. So yes, no, nobody's in control. It is. Uh, it is. A, I mean, it's a, it's a, there must one of them must be true, though. What would do do you think? There's a true one. You think one of them, Princess Diana. Well, as you
1: said last week, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a conspiracy about when these are broadcast. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, think I mean, you know, if people have that much power and influence, then of course they can make people disappear. But I think that the, the, the big ones, the big the, like the Princess Diana one no one ever asked the question why would anyone bother <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not 1890 or something the idea that she might she might marry you know it's ridiculous yeah. i mean i just think it's stupid really
0: well and yeah made her kind of more popular and more dangerous than her being mm-hmm. alive if she, if she was any danger uh, to anyone i'll get this out of the way uh, the um uh, british comedy guide, not British comedy guide, that's who released this, the Britcom for Confessions website, I don't know if you uh, heard this about, uh, sax- these are sexual fantasies that people put up online uh, on Britcom Confessions, Dirty Britcoms Confessions it's called uh, a couple of them I think might have been written by the same person or there's a very specific Me. fantasy about you <laughs> uh, my ideal Christmas present would be Mark Gatiss sitting naked under a tree <laughs> not a Christmas tree, either just not not a U tree, I hope. <laughs> yeah. Any then, old tree, a larch. <laughs> or, uh, but then someone else says, uh, directly afterwards, about the two weeks later, uh, <laughs> under a Christmas tree, naked, except for Mick McNamara's shorts. Is that the name oh, of yeah. it? Oh, yeah. So they've, they've decided to put some clothes on you. That's <laughs> all right. And make it a Christmas tree. Make it better. Uh, someone else says, I have fantasies for every character Mark Gatiss plays in the League of Gentlemen, each profoundly filthy, and I love it. <laughs> Every character you play, everyone. <laughs> Who was that? They're all they're all anonymous, unfortunately. Oh. What would you like to do? No, I'm just like...
1: <laughs> if you feel like fulfilling any. No, I'm mean, just, just intrigued by people's names in yeah, that sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I find myself. This is not me saying this, just to make this clear. <laughs> I find myself far too distracted in my daily life by Mark Gates' incredibly firm ass. Which makes it sound like you're that going around neat. waving your ass. <laughs> I'm trying to get some work. Look at, look how firm it is. Well,
1: that's that's about the same. Is that that's
0: nice to know that yeah. there's people yes. out there you Enjoy no. that? But you, do you write? Have you written? You you write under different names, as, and you've written you've written some uh, erotic.
1: You're in some erotica. <laughs> I did write uh, a uh, thing years ago when yeah. I was desperate for money, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, before your day. No, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, and you, my, you f- my arse is very feminine <laughs> <laughs> you, um, you write under the uh,
0: pseudonym uh, Sam Kiskart or sometimes
1: no I did a Doctor Who uh, audio play right. where I was the master right. using the, the old tried and tested thing of, of when the master appeared sometimes they would make an anagram right. of, the, of the actor's name okay. so that's an anagram of my name you
0: know you could have gone for T.R. ass magic <laughs> <laughs>
1: Didn't he write fly-fishing? T.R. Asthma.
0: So, you, I mean, th- uh, there's so many things uh, to talk about uh, with you. I'll let's do th- not talk about Let's talk about something else. No, I want to talk, I, I've got, you know, you're going to do, you've do. you, you you've, um, come up with this idea of this detective called Sherlock Holmes that you came up <laughs> yes, with. that's right, yes. That's quite popular. <laughs> Clever, eh? Yeah, it's good. I don't know where you get, where do you get your crazy ideas from? Uh, and... Uh, um, why would we, In the next series, could you do me a fair? There's a thing I'm quite... This is a, one of my obsessions. Uh, is I it just it a penis? It isn't, no, this is a non-penis-based obsession. Uh, very rarely. Uh, I don't really like the character of Watson in... Uh, I don't think it's... And I was wondering if you could replace Watson with uh, Tim from The Office. Okay, so it's... So it's then...
1: Sherlock and Tim from the office. I thought he was going to I thought you, made, you wanted to be in
0: it. No, I don't. I don't want to be in it. No, no. Tim would get Tim from the office. I'll okay. get Tim from the office to do it. Yes. Uh, and uh, but he has to be Tim from the office. Right. Uh, and then you could have. Um, you know, Sherlock would say,
1: "Elementary, my dear Tim from the office." As long as he used the full name, that would be
2: fine.
1: <laughs> office. did we used to talk you? about that? About a touch of frost that he was actually called a touch of frost, <laughs> the character. It wasn't even Inspector Frost. He was called A Touch of <laughs> okay, Frost. Yeah, yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. and well, Consider it done. Have you thought about doing a bit where they go into <laughs> a sewer and... But Don't even uh, say
1: it. It impresses <laughs> me. I get, a tweet, I get a tweet about that about 38 times <laughs> you, a day. Yeah. yeah From okay. you. <laughs> <for> bit.
0: <laughs> have you thought of doing a bit about the lemon entry my dear Watson? No, no. <laughs> not, there was a... <laughs>
1: There was, a, there was a spoof uh, version years ago with John Cleese and Arthur Lowe called The Curious Case at the End of Civilization as we know it. Which I think is where those started and they did a whole series of them. Smell a Lemon Tree, my dear Watson and all those things. All right. They're very good. But no. No. Okay. That's, that's all I got on Sherlock. Right, uh, so, <laughs> so tell me about Harry Potter. You hate it. Uh,
0: well, I, my wife loves Harry Potter and she made me go to Harry Potter World. Oh. What well, Recently. Um, it, was, it was a couple of years ago now, where I learned, as uh, some of the people here will know, that I have the exact... Are they they the, the handprints of the stars at the front. Oh, yeah. Okay, when you put your hands in, my hands are the exact same size and shape as Hermione's from Harry Potter. <laughs> Are you going to go to the UN? Well, I could do it. Now I could use that for. I mean, I thought I could use this. It, it to might be like your palm recognition. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my fingerprints are the same, I I suppose if yeah, it's exactly the same. I just thought I could wank off blokes who wanted to be wanked off by <laughs> by the adult, by the adult Hermione, it's catering for perverts. If you closed your eyes, is what I'm saying.
1: You haven't changed a bit. I haven't changed a (laughs) bit. Fear of Fanny? Yes. Yeah. You've got that. (laughs) I
0: just thought... I wish it, it had been a slightly more successful role for you because that would be a great autobiographic, uh, autobiography title for
1: you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you was in a fort- show
0: called Fear of Fanny, but you were
1: Johnny Craddock. Johnny, yes, fortunately, I was, I was going to play Fanny Craddock in Psycho Bitches recently. I couldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. And I, that, I would have been possibly the only person who ever would want to play both <laughs> Johnny and Fanny Craddock. But maybe one day. Well, that was wonderful. I did that with Julia uh, Davis. And uh, it was written by a very old friend of mine. Uh, who'd done it as a stage play. It was about Fanny Craddock. I, I loved doing that. And she was a real monster. <laughs> and it was... Uh, we had to... Well, we didn't have to, but we, we were made to sort of tone down some of the more grotesque details. Right. The most amazing thing was that she she hardly cooked herself. Johnny used to sort of live off cornflakes and stuff. And um, their, their, their kitchen was an absolute disgusting mess. It right. was a... Uh, there was a, she'd she thrown a flan at him at some point. And, and, uh, and some friends came out, you know, three months later and it was still on the wall, <laughs> gradually making its way down. Like in that Star Trek episode with the fried egg things. <laughs> yeah. on there. Horrible. But uh, yes, I loved him. But you played quite a lot of real people. You were Bamba Gascoigne. And the poor man's Michael Sheen. <laughs> I get Michael Sheen's cast-offs. Do you? Bamba, he, yes. couldn't, he couldn't do Bamba Gascoigne. We could have a go. <laughs> Bamba, yes, Malcolm, Malcolm McLaren. McLaren. Yes, I loved doing Malcolm. One of the most joyous jobs of my life, staring at Douglas Booth for three days. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was interested in. You know? No, it was great that, and uh, a, a real challenge. I, I had a really interesting. I watched loads and loads of McLaren. Then he died in that way. Uh, just after it had gone out, my friend uh, texted me saying, Malcolm McLaren's dead. And, and then he sent it along saying Now you must play Fern Cotton. <laughs> but I found it was I watched loads of stuff and I I realised that he had he had the voice of Larry uh, Larry the Lamb that's how I did it also he talked to people as if he was blind very strange (laughs) that was my win
0: he was a strange man again but I'm not sure the audience know who any of these people (laughs) (laughs) are who would win in a fight between uh, Gantok and Professor Lazarus?
1: <laughs> well, it would depend if Professor Lazarus had changed into a giant scorpion creature. Yeah. yeah. So probably him, I suppose, okay. yeah, yeah. That was a I question used to love for Doctor that Who thing.
0: fans there. Not many of them got that. I used to love that thing. We used to play that as kids, didn't we? Who yeah. would win out of? Yeah. yeah. Who what would win we? in a fight <laughs> between Gantok or Agrado from all about money? Agrado. <laughs> <A> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <Cool. laughs> Who would win in a fight between... I uh, uh, oh, can't
1: read what I've said. Is it a Slytherin spell?
0: <laughs> what is it? What were you in Frankenstein? What? When you're in Frankenstein yes, coming in a, up, what part I mean do you play little, in that?
1: I've got a little bit in the new Frankenstein. What's, what's the character's name? He's called Detweiler. Detweiler. It's Who? a bit like Ernest Thesiger in The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, okay. I insisted upon blue spectacles and a German accent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's kind of incredible because you're getting to do all the things I- that I imagine you wanted to do as a, a slightly nerdy child, yes. I'm guessing, growing up. Yes, all of them.
1: <laughs> I've got about one and a half left <laughs> and then really? I'm off. I'm retiring.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're obsessed with H.G. Wells, am I right? Do you like yes, H.G. Wells and the Ma- Men on yeah, the Moon? First Men
1: on the Moon and Doctor Who and uh, Sherlock Holmes and yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. I think, I tell you what's interesting though, and if you find this age, the same age, but I th- I really like having the luxury of sort of changing your mind about things. Yeah. You, you actually, you, you know, you are sort of who you're going to be by the time you're eight, I think. And I, you know, I, I collect fossils. I used to collect fossils and I've sort of got into it again. A lot of the things that made me happy when I was little yeah. still make me very happy. I think because they put you in a, in a kind of quiet, happy place. But equally, I think you're allowed... To sort of say, oh, I'm not going to do I, I don't like that film anymore, or something like that. I think yeah. it's really refreshing. And strangely, having been a completely grotesque, horror obsessed, morbid child, I'm slightly sick to death of the fact <laughs> that it's now everywhere. And I don't mean that in a my favorite band's too popular way. Yeah. You know? It's like. Um, there was such a drought in the 80s, 90s of on TV of fantasy series. Yeah. Now it's it's back to how it was in the 70s. It's an absolute staple. But there's so many of them. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't watch
2: American Not bothered horror watch story. Them, but you're in all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
1: that's a that's a Venn diagram of that's a Venn diagram of my retirement. <laughs> you know. But no, and you know what I mean? There's like I mean, lo- obviously those of them are really good, but there's just so many vampires, so many zombies, yeah. so much gothic horror. American Horror Story, which I sure is fantastic, but the third one is sort of set in a dark carnival, and I think, oh, f- f- I've fucking <laughs> had enough of this. <laughs> so I kind of, I, I got interested in other things and sort of slightly straighter things, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and so now being involved in Doctor Who, which again, when we were kids was like massive and then got taken off their air mm-hmm. for lots of all that time and seemed insane, and then has come back as this sort of different... And, Twenty-first century thing, but is it to be now in charge of it is like a massive responsibility.
1: Right? Well, yes, but I'm not.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, to be you know in, in charge of writing episodes. And, yes, yes. Uh, and uh, and creating it, and do, do, do you and like that people take it so seriously on you know just you look at Twitter when any Doctor yeah. Who and people are furious about things yeah. or delighted about things. Is that well, you feel that responsibility? No, do you, do you, no.
1: You don't. Care? No, I, I do care very much, but I care, I care the way that. I think it's important that the people have always cared. I.e., which is to make a, a fantastic program for its audience. Um, if it contradicts something that happened in an episode in 1967, then someone will find a way of making it work. <laughs> but if you're eight and you never even knew there was a show before Matt Smith, yeah. then it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. You've got to make a. Sh- you've got to make something for your audience on that evening. Obviously, I mean, I'm. I'm, a, I'm completely. I am we as opposed to not we. There's no kinder fans in <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm t- totally immersed in every little bit of the law yeah. of it. But I think you have to make it as a living, breathing program for the 21st century, not be hidebound by how it was. I tell you what really fascinated me as well is when you get, you get really angry fans, if you, I want to sort of sit some of them down and say, what do you actually want? What do you want? And in fact, I think the answer would be, I want it to be like it was when I was eight. Yeah. And it can never be that. <laughs> and really, people struggle because they, they want the show to grow up with them when in fact it can't, because it's not for them anymore. If they still like it, that's great. Yeah. But it's for the kids who will now be saying, you know, in 10 years' time, well, it's not like it was when Peter Capaldi was in it. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what always happens.
0: Yeah. And if you had to have sex with one of the Doctor Who monsters, <laughs> which, which one, one would One of the you Doctor sex Who sex monsters? With? Oh, yeah. an axon, definitely. Okay. Can you remind me what that is? Because... No. <laughs>
1: They're a race of beautiful golden humanoids in oh, tight-fitting okay. clothes. I know, that, I know which one it is. Yeah, yeah that's a good choice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, are well, you going to be in Game of Thrones? Have you <coughs> filmed that already? I was in Game of Thrones last year. Yes, I've just done oh, some no, more. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah, I've more, seen yes. you in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I was. My mind had gone back a year in my life. <laughs> I've seen. I've, you've done some more though. No
1: trouble. I have done some more. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. <laughs> What, what happens in this? I can't yeah. tell you. Because we're going to get rid it's of... It's good. We're going to get rid of Sky Atlantic, so... Oh. I need to know what happens. Can't tell you. It's good because I, I'm, I don't understand all the ins and outs of it, when people do. Yeah. It's a bit like... It's a bit like being in Doctor Who if I didn't know anything about Doctor Who. Because I, I don't know very much, and people ask me quite detailed questions, and all I do is tap my nose. <laughs> and, in fact, I, I tell you what I do. I directly quote... Um, uh, that sketch you used to do. Ah. Uh, <laughs> which is one of my favourite things, still. I watch... Ah, or, do you not see? I watch it. Ah.
0: I watch Game of Thrones all the time, and I like Game of Thrones, but I, find, I can't remember the name of a single character in it. And apparently, or, or remember most of the people in Apparently George R. R.
1: R. Martin, yeah. <laughs> the writer of the books, has a man... No, he doesn't keep him. But there, <laughs> there's a man in Minnesota, someone who, who who literally knows everything. And if he gets stuck, he rings him up and he'll just tell him.
0: Okay. Can tell him What's yeah. the name of that bloke? Yeah. You know, he was in the yeah. one... The king. <laughs> what <did> he <laughs> <laughs> Is he still alive, that one, or did we kill him? I can't remember uh, anymore. <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> that's what Shakespeare's Dark Lady was, you know. It was like a sort of super fan. Yeah. He used to keep in a cage and poke say... Have I done this plot before? And she'd say, yes.
0: <laughs> You've already copied that one. Uh, so, <laughs> so Right, I'll ask you this emergency question. Your hem's fallen down. My what? Your hem on your trousers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Emergency. <laughs> that was an emergency. Thank you for spotting that. That's very embarrassing. Oh, yeah, look at that. Awful. Shoddy workmanship. Uh, so if you had to choose between going on a date with a man who, who was a six-foot penis with a face. Yes. You're going to love this. You're going to be doing this in the playground in three weeks' time. Go and oh, do the ham and... No! Or a man who doesn't... He's a normal man, except that instead of a penis, he has a tiny living man there who goes, Hello! Uh, which of those two would you write? You have to date one of them. Which would you date of those two? So it's a six the tiny pl- man. It's a man with a tiny. Instead of a. Penis. It hasn't been grafted
1: on. It's natural.
0: <laughs> it's growing out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> what kind of in- what kind of sick world are you living in? Where someone's grafting
1: <laughs> tiny men into? <laughs> when you get Sky Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Um, how handsome is the tall, the big man? Well,
0: he's a uh, he's a. What, the big penis now. No, man no, is no a the pe- proper the proper oh, number. Man the man the, <laughs> uh, the, the big penis is, is <laughs> out of the question, yeah, well, the man, he's, he's better looking than the penis. I'll, I'll go for him. Okay. The man with the tiny man. Yeah. So far, that is... Does en- he
1: talk, the little man?
0: Yeah. He's like a, oh. per- a different... He's, you know, a different person. He's an individual. Good. Don't just say, oh, because you're attached to that thought, Yeah, no. I don't well, know whether well, the balls are still there. <laughs> or whether it's just the penis has been removed It'll by... It would like sort of, a total man- wipeout, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and presumably, when the guy pulls up his trousers, that man is just sort of curled up. <laughs> <laughs> In the dark space with some hairy
2: testicles, he could, <laughs> the,
1: he could easily suffocate there. What's the stuff suffocating?
2: Well, that's you, know, you haven't thought
1: this through. Oh, well, it's the da- Dr. Moreau, <laughs> your mad Frankenstein-like ideas. And look what's happened This guy's suffocated now on some sweaty bollocks. <laughs> what a way to go! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I'm quite obsessed with time travel, which I kind of don't... You know, weirdly, I don't even really think of Doctor Who as a time travel programme, for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) That's what it is. Because that's what it mainly is, right? Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't seem to follow the rule. It doesn't annoy me like other time travel... Because it's just... Because I think he can go anywhere. Mm. It it doesn't feel... Because it feels like he's travelling in space, really. When you go back in time to some place... Do you want rules or not? I do want very strong rules about time travel, and it annoys me when they are broken. Yeah. I think if you could travel in time, that if you go back in time, anything you've done would has already is in the. If you went back in time, you would just do something that's already Mm. happened. You can't change the past. I see. Which obviously Doctor Who uh, disagrees. The the Doctor, sorry, disagrees. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Who. Where would you go? Uh, I would go. um, I would like to go to uh, uh, Russia in 1916 uh, and uh, see Rasputin being killed and find out what happened there. But and you'd be an accessory after
1: the fact. I would. <laughs> yeah, if, well, it's, if it's happened, you're, you're there, are there. I you? am. The fa- if it's happened, I am there. Is there a I'm photo? There isn't a photo. Do you ever see that thing? Some, this happens about once a year on Twitter. Some, some idiot <laughs> finds <laughs> an old photograph and says, that person is using a mobile phone in 1921. <laughs> yeah time travel's real (laughs) in fact somebody said why would you think that was the first explanation for that (laughs) as as opposed to someone just bending their ear well and there's
0: all you get those ones where people go look it's John Travolta or it's Nicolas Cage in in a cowboy picture or something which sort of misunderstands the fact that a lot of people look like each other (laughs) even uh, even now there's someone in I mean I really like Charlie Borman anyway the uh, motorcycling bloke (laughs) apparently but there's someone else who looks exactly like me who goes around pretending to be me and does slightly evil things oh and then I'm going to get the blame for it really yeah I was the, uh, I wrote an article about swearing in public and then someone tw- tw- uh, tweeted me said oh that's uh, ironic given how you were behaving in the curry place in Walthamstow
1: last night <laughs> so you mean was, a real person like yeah. that man who pretended to be Stanley Kubrick someone <laughs> goes around and, well when p- people have talked to him
0: and he said he's me <laughs> And, you know, I'm very confused about what my What if it's own Charlie Bourne, It could be Charlie <laughs> Boy- Well, I want to go around doing bad things and did then Did you Charlie- do the Emerald Forest? I did. He was good, was good looking. Good. We didn't look like each other then. I mean, look like him now. He's, now he's gnarled and fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. And he's a lot uglier than I am, so I'm, well, we'll not have that. But then someone... people go, are you Rich Charlie?" And they go, yes. So that's, that's... Unless it is me and I just have... Forgotten about, you know this. Well, it could be a
1: sort of Jekyll and Hyde scenario, yeah. couldn't it?
0: Do you, have you found yourself? Go, I go around swearing. There's the yeah. good Ridgetown who swears on podcasts, and, and then the, the evil Rich goes to curry shops and swears. <laughs> swears, <laughs> in swears in Pizza Hut. <laughs>
1: yeah. Have you sort of woken up naked in zoos or anything? No, like I, that?
0: Don't,
1: I don't think so. But you know,
0: hmm. I might be a. It's have intriguing. you ever have you ever seen a ghost in real life?
1: <laughs> <laughs> everywhere they're everywhere, yeah can you see no them? i haven't no i'd love to yeah. I did have a vaguely supernatural experience once right which but that I spent most of the time just thinking this can 't happen to me because I wanted to, but uh, it was, i didn't see anything
0: what happened in the vaguely supernatural well,
1: did you wake it's up like Dave Allen it? it's like <laughs> Dave allen i'll tell the story uh, I was staying uh I was living in a squat in leeds <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a friend of mine uh It was living in this... What's so funny? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's a long time ago. Um, A friend of mine had an attic room in a four-story Victorian house. He went away for the summer holidays and he let me stay there for three months, which I was very grateful for at the time. And um, it was odd. I was on my own, which wasn't very nice, but in this room. And a few odd things started to happen. There was a very strange smell of pipe tobacco, which kept coming and going. Right. Uh, very odd atmosphere, as if... I'd come, sort of come back and open the door, and it was like the room had just had loads of people in, it, and it all jumped out the window. <laughs> very odd, oh. and I just thought I was, it was preying on my mind. And then one night, in the middle of the summer, um, it was so hot, I was asleep on top of the bed, and I woke up, and all the lights were on, and it was so cold, I could see my breath in the air. And uh, I rang my friend Roger the next day, and he obviously picked something up and he said, are you okay?" I said, yeah, I didn't sleep very well. And he said, have you seen it yet? (laughs) (laughs) You did? (laughs) I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I think the room's haunted. I said, yes, I think I might be as well. So it was was odd, very odd. And eventually, months after I left Leeds, um, this bloke came round to his house for dinner, who was very pretty, I remember that about him. His name was Christian. <laughs> and, but he was popularly supposed to have some sort of you know, second sight, and, uh, as they used to call it. And we, he hadn't been told anything about this. And he went wandering around the house. And he went up right up to the top. And he came back downstairs and asked Roger if uh, there was anything odd about the place. And he was quite noncommittal, because he didn't want to give him any clues. And he just said, this guy said, well, there was someone waiting on the threshold of your room. And they're still there. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? That's the closest, thing, but I didn't that's see a anything. Proper, that's a ghost.
0: It's a proper ghost. Probably, uh, smoking a pipe. Yeah. Got lots of friends. Yes. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like a ghost surprise party. That's sounds like. like, here you go. Oh, yeah. fuck, it's not him. <laughs> get <Yeah>. out!
1: <laughs> but if you were a ghost, well, that's probably what you'd do. Yeah, you must yeah. get very boring. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Do you believe in Yvette (laughs) Fieldy? Yeah, I do believe... I don't.
0: Don't believe she... (laughs) What was that?
1: (laughs) I want to... I desperately, desperately, desperately wanted to go in Most Haunted. Just so in the middle of one of those, um, you know, nighttime footage things, I could just go, it's just dust. It's (laughs) dust. Turn the lights on. It's dust. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I've had a problem
0: with the idea of... um... Never die, you know. If you never die, yes, then what you know, what happens? I mean, how long do you go on for? So, Until if you're you a ghost, see, you, you have to
1: walk into the light.
0: Yeah, but if you're a ghost, well, then, then where are you going then? If you somewhere if,
1: else, well, exactly. <laughs> I if, think it's, it's a bit like, like a sort of magician's cat that you come out and you're around the back again, and you go, <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh. <fuck." laughs> Here we go again. But
0: it's sort of, to get over the idea of death is quite a frightening. The idea of ceasing to exist is quite frightening. Yes. But the idea of never ceasing to exist is much more terrifying. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? To, yes. To go on... I mean, like I
1: used to... When I was a kid, I used to... I, I've always been terrified of dying. I'm not now, actually. I don't want to die. And I refuse to die. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not frightened anymore. Um, but uh, I used to think... Uh, I, immortality would that would be the thing I'd wish for when I right. got those three wishes yeah. along with time travel which are the things that, which aren't going to happen in our lifetime <laughs> I've now discovered um, but I don't think so no I think we kind of inter- I mean if I if I could travel in time I would go into the future because I'd love to see what happens yeah. when we make it but the idea of sort of, as as is always done in those in vampire films the idea of sort of traipsing the round going shopping, things like that. And the other thing that intrigues me about being a vampire is at some stage, without asking, you become arch. <laughs> you just have, you have to. You never, ever see a dumpy vampire who likes pastels. You don't. Somebody says, look, we only wear velvet. We only wear... It's like a Duran Duran video. Just get used to it. And if, if we're going to have a big party where we lure some prey in, then I'm going to sit like this... And at some stage, you know, I'll probably put a big black coat on. It's just a, it's a goth thing. Yeah. It. You become a goth. That's the worst curse of being a vampire. <laughs> you become a goth. I went to a thing in New York recently called um, Queen of the Night. And it's, uh, it, you know Punch Drunk, could do immersive theatre. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a collaboration with them, but it's a sort of commercialised version of Punch Drunk. So they've taken over this amazing old... Uh, club, which used to be a big nightclub in the forties, and was last open for Andy Warhol's wake. It's yes. And they've made it's fantastic. It's all like shattered chandeliers and things. And then they do these amazing circus acts. They are amazing. But the whole thing thing of it is, it's meant to be very decadent. And of course, because it's not Weimar Berlin, it isn't. Because they do because <laughs> they do it every night. It isn't. And so you come through the door, and they put a rope around your neck, and they do. And it's like they're like vampires again, you know. And they're just going, "What's your, what's your most bizarre, what's the most bizarre place you ever had sex?" And it just makes just makes you so English. <laughs> and I just this guy said, "What's the, what's the most incredible place?" No, "What's your sexual fantasy?" And I said, "I just said, I'm looking at him." <laughs> and he went, "Have a good evening." <laughs> <laughs> So
0: if you went on uh, the Brit comedy confessions and just respond, because you yeah. can do a response, you go, yes, okay. Like, oh, yeah, right, yeah. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> me so you may,
1: if you ever become a vampire, don't, you know, don't no. go arch on me.
0: No, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't. If you become a vampire, you're allowed to put a
1: stake through your own heart. You do that yourself. In, I, that um, one you did last week yeah. about the zombie quest, you see, yes. I thought, oh, Catherine said that she'd kill herself. In fact, if you blew your own head off, you yeah. wouldn't come back, would you? That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, she but also, really well, it's, it's really interesting zombies. that zombies have, zombies have completely changed. R- Romero changed zombies from, you know, voodoo, yeah. Haiti, all that kind of thing into the into the Walking Dead like that. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a very interesting case of a monster that's completely changed. It's sort of M.O. really. Yeah. And that Night of the Living Dead version has become what zombies are. As you say, slow. Yeah. And brain-eating, that's all they ever do.
0: yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a not, I don't see what they get out of it.
1: <laughs> Never explained.
0: And, like, the problem I have with zombies is they kind of want to eat you, hmm. but they only make new zombies if they just bite you and you then
1: don't eat you. Do you, does the bite make you into a zombie? Yeah, It depends on the film, doesn't it? It
0: does, but basically... Yeah. I'm, I've been watching a lot of The Walking Dead. I've watched four ah, I'm I've not watched seen four that. series Tickle. of that in about <laughs> a, in a month, so I'm just obsessed with that. But yeah, basically, if you get bitten... In that, if you get splat, you know, Really, if you get splattered with blood, right, you, should, right. you should... So it's like a disease, bitten.
1: then. Yeah. But, and do you but, die and
0: then come back, or do you just... Be- well, in The Walking Dead, spoiler alert... I don't know if I can say, really. <laughs> <laughs> People are going... So don't listen if you haven't watched more than one series, *The Walking Dead*. Uh, it, the virus is in actually in everyone, so you, regardless of whether you get, <laughs> regardless you become a zombie the minute you die. Well, not the minute, as soon as you're dead, and then you're dead for a bit, and then you come back as a zombie. I'm deleting Netflix. <laughs> Ruined. Yeah. Good. Uh, but uh, would how would you cope? would you be all right in a zombie apocalypse? No. I um.
1: Oh. It's depressing. <laughs> It'd be depressing. It I think you'd have trouble getting up on a morning, wouldn't you?
2: <laughs>
1: you would. I mean, all that. I, th- I think would like Triffids and things, I could yeah. cope with that. That's, there's, something, there's something quite adventurous about that. But I, th- I, sp- I, th- I guess it would, it would definitely... All the people who would get off on it, and I think there are such people who probably do wish to be a zombie apocalypse because it would make them feel important. Yeah. But after about 48 hours, they'd be, they'd be sick to death of it. Yeah. They'd be sick of the blood and the, and the, the fat, you know no one's putting the bins out. Which is, (laughs) which is the great leveller. It is. Scottish referendum, zombie apocalypse, very similar.
0: Well, if you want to kill, if you want to kill loads of people, (laughs) if you want to kill loads of people, zombies is, good. you know, is good, because you can shoot, you can shoot loads of people in the head. Yeah. But again, I think you would, after a while, there's a lot of, they were, in The Walking Dead there's a lot of zombies I think they would thin out after a while what are the what cutting. are the
1: survivors planning to do are they trying to get to an island
0: well they're just trying to survive really they're just trying to get mm. by and then trying to find, they find places they can go and then annoyingly everywhere they go you think oh this is going to be alright to be honest i watched The Walking Dead and I really want them just to find somewhere nice and have yeah. a nice society. <laughs> and then the rest of it just to be about them being happy
1: you're, 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 I you're definitely <laughs> 47 now. <laughs> no zombie. Did you, no, you watch Survivors? Do you remember seeing yeah, yeah, I do. I was obsessed. I used, with it. I love, me too. Obsessed. It was with the it.
0: first thing that I wasn't allowed to watch, but that I would, you know, you'd yeah, see the opening. Yeah. Just the, All I really remember about it is the opening titles. Terrifying. Which were a, with a, a guy getting coughing and getting on a plane and then dropping the, yeah, the thing and yeah. everyone yeah. falling. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, but there was like,
1: something in that which is never really talked about in these uh, apocalyptic things, which is that. It's a, it's a Terry Nation series from the 70s where an unnamed virus kills 98% of the world's population, so tiny pockets of survival. And about episode six, the, the people we've been following meet uh, the great Dennis Lill, who's formed a sort of commune. And it's, for like two episodes, it's a bit like a dark version of the good life. Because <laughs> they, they learn how to sort of do, use a loom and stuff yeah. like that. But then there's this really interesting stuff comes into play where he says, well, I'm going to have to impregnate all the women oh, here and it's thing. really very interesting but then the fantastic thing is they go they go off because they find a, a radio beacon or something when they come back everyone's died of food poisoning because <laughs> that's what would happen yeah. you know, or, or typhoid or yeah. something And it's, it's like that's the least surviving is the least of your concerns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know no it's true it's true
0: but yeah every time they go in The Walking Dead the person who set up the society that's working turns out to be spoiler alert it was evil. You, you, you got, they turn out to have gone mad with power, and just oh. you know, you just think, well, why if one person would have set up a nice like David, society. David Morrissey like David though? Morrissey is yeah. fantastic it? Is Morrissey in it. <laughs> <laughs> is Morrissey in it? I wish he was. See if Morrissey sat If it was if it was David Morrissey setting up one town, and then the next town was Morrissey. I think the Morris town. I mean, it would be a bit racist and stuff, but it would be latterly <laughs> yeah, latterly <laughs> yeah t- latterly <laughs> towards racist towards the end. But it would be yeah. all right, wouldn't it? Because it would be everyone be and it would be yeah. getting on all with right.
1: each other cups of tea yeah i listened to um his autobiography uh on a plane recently okay. which david which david morrissey reads <laughs> and uh i didn't listen to it all but it's it's very good but it's very self-indulgent he obviously didn't have an editor no but it's it's interesting the journey he's taken quite a journey as stephen patrick morrissey
0: yes and but, uh, did he just get david morrissey to read it because i think it was morrissey. the
1: editor's idea right but, you know, he was a scouser. I'm sure he wouldn't be happy about this.
0: <laughs> there's a sp- spinal tap thing, isn't it, where it's the, the... There's great works of literature read by someone with the same name as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you another emergency question. I'm going I'm to ask one of the old ones because I sense the audience have turned against me. See, people hate change. They do. They hate it. it. But, you know, when you first if I asked don't him, change stuff, stuff one bloke on Twitter will go, oh... Richard Herring doing this same question again and I care about that one bloke I want him to be happy the one bloke who will never like anything I ever do I want to try and make him happy
1: that's Stuart Lee it is wasn't Stuart wasn't Stuart wasn't he an extra in Survivors in his village I'm sure he told me that they came to film in his village and he had to lie down and be dead that's good I think it's true. I don't know, he's
0: coming on later in the series, I'll ask him about, I'll mainly talk about that. Just that question. Yeah, just over and over again, (laughs) (laughs) no I wasn't, yes you were. (laughs) Mark Gatiss says you were, (laughs) and he should know. Have you ever tried to suck your own cock? (laughs) Why why do you think I've got a bad back? (laughs) (laughs) Good. That is good. Uh, we talked about uh, time travel a little bit. I can't remember what we talked about, which bits we filmed. We filmed stuff backstage for people who are prepared to pay a little bit of money for this. So there is. A, we had a long conversation backstage uh, about running, didn't we? It was good. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that now because you have, to, uh, you
1: have to, <laughs> to pay twice.
0: Yeah, you have to pay. Well, if you. I, I, I'm quite obsessed now with the <laughs> idea of becoming a conceptual artist. Right. Uh, do you have ideas like this? Because I think I play myself at snooker in my... Ba- when I was a kid, I used to play myself at snooker and commentate on it and be both players. But now I do that as an adult and commentate on it and put it out as a podcast, which I see as a work of art. Uh, other people see as a mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I also had the idea of... Um, it's too late for me now, but... Uh, taking, if you, throughout your whole life, you save every pair of shoes you ever wear and then uh, just arrange them in a line... Uh, so, you see that your shoes. I mean, once you're dead. That's rather good. So, it's like a mile long yeah. of all the different shoes you had, because that would show how you change and grow, and also the absence of the person. It's and good. What you, yeah. Do you have any idea? Do you have a, a conceptual art ideas? I mean, it's quite a difficult question to throw at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll
1: think of something. Yeah. I do. I mean, it sounds terribly sort of fusty and middle aged, because it is. Yeah. But I, I actually don't understand the difference between that. And most conceptually, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that is—that's a very. good I think idea. that's a good one. I was at a thing recently, a drawing prize, yeah. and the winner was a sound installation. Thought, <laughs> I was—I was, I was seen the only person in the room who thought it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> 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 but it's—you so, know—that's—that's—I I like that. Yeah. It's not art; it's a thing. Yeah,
0: it's, th- it's an interesting <laughs> thing. It's to an look interesting at. thing to and do. And that's—but that's sort of what art should be. I was walking around in Shepherd's Bush uh, in. Uh, uh, and I think I was running in Shepherd's Bush, in fact. Uh, and I passed a... Uh,
1: you run Shepherd's
0: Bush. I run, I run it. <laughs> I've become the David the I'm you the governor the of Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, there was a baby, like an old-style baby carriage, like you don't really get anymore without wheels on it. like pram. a Pram? Yeah, well, like a pram, but no wheels. Oh, so just right. the, right. Like, the yeah. basket bit. I yeah. think it might have used to have been on a pram. And inside oh. that pram was a used condom. And I thought, <laughs> just wow. like lying in there, I just thought that's a great work of art, isn't it?
1: That's just... It might have, but you should have... Might have well, been a I thought about taking
0: it home, but then I thought, you know, I will be taking home a dirty cots that's probably had rats in it, and it's definitely got another man's semen <laughs> dripping all over it. So, yeah, I could take that back to my wife and see if she... again. <laughs> <laughs> she feels... Not again, you, Richard. Would you, would you mind if I put this in... <laughs> We've got a special
1: room. All I honestly know, I... I'm I, like I, a I, pornographic really, backpuss. LAUGHTER <laughs> And, but Richard loved it. <laughs> I do find it, I'm really intrigued by the idea. It's like, you know, uh, who decides? Yeah. They they decide. I, was, I actually wanted to do a Doctor Who wants to call the they. Right. you know we always say, well, they, they found this thing. <laughs> they, they've discovered, that, who are they? It's them. <laughs> uh, they're, they're over there. The they. Uh, that, that, that someone decides in the art establishment that, someone's childish scrawl is worth three-quarters of a million pounds and the childish scrawl next to it is just childish scrawl. I think yeah. that's really, that's in itself interesting. Yeah. I found out something brilliant recently, which um, I think is deserving of at least a short film, that the Mona Lisa was not the most famous painting in the world until it was first stolen uh, yes. in 1885, I think, 18, something like that. And more people came to see the space where it used to hang. <laughs> it's true isn't that amazing and yeah. that's kind of the beginning of it all really the, it's a concept yeah. the, the absence of the Mona Lisa I think that's really it's rather beautiful Yeah. but it's not oh, it's silly <laughs> it's just people being silly
0: <laughs> but you could you, so do you still collect fossils do you still because that's I the do, kind yes. thing I was, yes. I was sort of into not massively into but I love that because again it's that it's getting a piece of uh, very ancient history mm. so you collect them you still collect them now
1: yeah trilobites my like, yeah. I adore trilobites what's the biggest trilobite you've got it's not that big, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, not that, it's about yay big. Uh, okay. The thing is, you you know, you can just buy them, and yeah. it's not the same, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen ones that I used to only see in books, Paradoxides, Fact fans. <laughs> which is a Cambrian trial, by, it's like this big, yeah. and you find them in shops in Brighton, and you just buy them, but it's not the same, you to, if you find them though, and I found my first one, it was a yeah. red letter day. Do almost. you have a
0: little kind of hammer that you can tap them I out of? A big the hammer.
1: A oh, big hammer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because yeah. I suddenly the other day I was suddenly thinking when I was a kid what I really wanted to have was a metal detector. Yes. And I never had a metal detector. Get one. The other day I thought I could buy a metal detector. Yeah. They're like I only like get one for thirty-three quid. The great, the only, <laughs> the only
1: joy of being a grown-up is you can do things like that. Yeah. Just go, I'm gonna get that. I can have one of those. But it's not the same, you see. No. But you, you might find a Roman hoard. Someone found one the other day. I know, Twenty-two thousand uh, coins or something, yeah. there, wasn't it? Exciting. It is exciting. lovely?: What actually. would you do with them?
0: Uh, <laughs> I'd pretend to be a rich Roman person. <laughs> See? It's all come back around. <laughs> it is, it is.
1: Richard wants to live in ancient Rome. I'd
0: like to live in ancient Rome. I'd like to live in Pompeii. Pompeii and Rasputin, they're my main interests.
1: You, at what stage would you get out of Pompeii?
0: <laughs> uh, just.
1: Just in time. Just before. I'd be There's like brilliant, you, yeah, you watch, the older Do you ever watch movies for men? No. It's a terrible, terrible channel. <laughs> okay. With all the worst films ever made. <laughs> including a lot of like Steve Reeves, Hercules films and stuff like that. Yes. And there's a, there's a terrible film about Pompeii, two-parter, which is in a bit of a loop. And uh, it's an Italian, it's one of those, it's actually from the 80s, but it's one of those sort of Italian, Swiss, German, Danish co-productions <laughs> right. they used to do. Very badly dubbed. And it starts in the present day in Pompeii and then it flashes back to the volcano day. And uh, this, um, this uh, Roman soothsayer, not John Pertwee, <laughs> comes on <laughs> and predicts that, that Pompeii will last for a thousand years. And then this Christian soothsayer comes on full of dire warnings. And the, there's lots of dubbed extras in the background. <laughs> and one, at one point, absolutely distinctively, you could hear one of them just go, here comes the man. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it about ten times just to see that bit. <laughs> here comes the man. <laughs> That's my os biography. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, when I mean, we were talking
0: about I mean, you are you were that's how the League of Gentlemen you bonded, is that, over these sort of horror the horror films, right? Really? Yes, yeah. yeah. Like, Carry
1: on yeah. Screaming was yeah. a, there was a, there was a there was a day when we all first met when we realised we all had a memory of of watching Carry On Screaming one bonfire night. Right. We can actually I mean you can look it up now. It was yeah. Bonfire Night nineteen seventy six or something. We instead of being outside playing, we were all watching oddbot junior you know? <laughs> <laughs> these things are formative as you know
0: yeah uh, and there you go uh, well i are, are, are you meeting all the uh, legal gentlemen guys on yes, thursday, thursday i understand there we are yes i really do my research yeah. <laughs> uh, so is that that's the first time you met up for, for no 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 we i
1: just <laughs> i just been working with steve all over the summer but um, all to get all four of you oh, together, together? Yes, yes it's 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 been a while actually
0: and are you making plans we are making plans uh, yes Nigel. Because uh, Jer- Jeremy was saying, Jeremy Dyson was saying, um, you were, he wasn't sure whether what, what you would do or what people would want. But I, I don't think you didn't really. You kept it. Uh, you didn't do too much stuff together, mm. you know. So I think like there there would be a real hunger for more I hope stuff. So I
1: mean, it's only, it's early days. We just it's a possibility. Yeah. But we did a we did a charity gig last year. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for the Royal Free, and it's we we get those sort of requests all the time, and we never do them. We suddenly just did. Yeah. And we just did few old sketches and it was lovely and our old tour manager was in the wings and he could he could hear the (laughs) chings in his hand my favourite bit was we did the Indian restaurant sketch you know and we always used to do this bit where Rhys is trying to think of which fruit goes up the Scotsman's arse (laughs) and when we were on tour 38,000 years ago uh, we we just used to improvise something every night depending on where we were in the country and on this for this gig um, Steve says uh I see uh, Monty Python getting back together. I said, yeah. Do you reckon they'll do any o- new material? I said, no, it's just me a load of old men doing the same old shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the three of us just sort of stared into space.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seemed to go down well.
0: <laughs> but Yeah, well, I saw that you do... Uh, I saw the Canal Cafe version of the League of yeah, Way well, back. So. Yeah, So it's... Uh...
1: That's uh, well, and it's twenty years ago now. God. Yeah, bloody hell, nearly twenty years. <sighs>
0: <laughs> what uh, were there? Were there many characters that didn't make it? Because uh, Jeremy was talking the other day about something you did that then Garth Marenghi came out and it was a bit
1: uh, a bit <laughs> yeah, the same. he did this character called Mick Horror, <laughs> <laughs> who was. It's based on Sean Hudson the, right. uh, Robin Ince knows all about this he's yeah. bad books that, the horror writer he wrote the famous series of books about slugs right. Night of the Slugs and that sort of thing <laughs> and likely horror monsters and uh, it was like a sort of we basically just wrote loads of his, his books as yeah. it was. <laughs> and uh, we found, I found one the other day and it absolutely made me cry with laughter because they're sort of vaguely naughty and then horribly graphic <laughs> but, but rather than you know rats or bats or something it's <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we did a few of those and uh, a few from the radio, which didn't translate because they were kind of radio, really. really? Uh, but I, and I, I, there was there was some, there was one big one I used to love doing. It was really my, one of my big characters in, in live, which was a PE teacher yeah. called Mr. McCunn and. Uh, because I always, always hated PE teachers. And it was, we, I remember early days we used to, our mantra was, write what you hate. <laughs> and I kind of poured all my frustrations at that sort of, that sort of bellicose, sort of willfully ignorant man who would then, nevertheless, then go off and teach you maths because they, <laughs> they weren't stupid. But it was like a sort of celebration of the, of the base and it was the, the, the double period of the, of the week where the, the apes were in control. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But we never did that. I can't quite remember why it didn't translate, but there we
0: are. Yeah, yeah my, my I was thinking about my... Because I, my, I my dad was my headmaster at school, which is a bit <laughs> weird anyway. Uh, but then, so the game... The, oh, most of the teachers... I mean, looking back, I think it puts them in a weird position because, you know, if I was quite cheeky and naughty... Mm. But, How do they deal with that in the right way? You know, you don't think of it from their point of view. Did he not?
1: Did not sort of overcompensate? Did he say that you must have no sort of indulgence for?
0: No, I mean I don't know. I I think he was quite. There was deputy heads who did most of the kind of school day-to-day schooling things. Mm. he was quite a distant figure in a way. He wasn't. So he did. He he did teach me A-level maths. So I did. That was kind of weird. But uh, but I remember the games teacher kind of. Would, would be one of the people who would slightly bully me, you know, because they were,
1: they would, <laughs> that's what they're like. Also, you know, if you tree are looking for some numbers. <laughs> yeah. Surely. But
0: it's sort of part of their job, isn't it? It's trying, they're trying to, it's that, they're trying to knock some manliness into yeah. this yeah. nerdy I don't, dweeby little boy. What's it like now?
1: I want, I mean, obviously I don't go into schools. <laughs> but I wonder what it's like because when so much of the rest of the culture has been, you know, it's all very careful now about yeah. it, in case... First of all, in case people sue or in case people are offended because of their religion. or I wonder what PE is like now. Does anyone know? They anyone want a pee teacher? No. They God won't do. admit it now, will they? Have to I just, uh, wonder that. Because <laughs> was, there was a, a, a base level of bullying. Yeah. And uh, you know, swimming was like a nightmare. It was like you had to sort of <laughs> drown. Swing or swim, literally. But I wonder what it's like now, interestingly.
0: Well, let us know if you're listening right at home. in If you're a 13-year-old boy listening to this, write in to me. Don't do, no don't do. That. <laughs> <laughs> it could Yeah. Uh did you uh, were you the kind of cuz I did play uh, like snooker and sabutio against myself all the time. Were you that kind of kid? Were you were you were you did you have like Brothers and sisters and friends that you played with, or did you? Just, you know, I spent hours oh, and hours. Playing, yeah. I had like
1: one best friend right. at primary school. Um, I used to play. I did. I love snooker. Yeah, snooker is the only sport I really like.
0: Yeah, well, it was one of the uh, And now you like running as well. Mm, but I, 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 I like running at school. Uh, so did you play? Did you play snooker
1: against yourself? And yeah, I used to uh, babysit for some people up the road, and they had a half size snooker table. Yeah. I loved it. And then I realised when I got to a big snooker table, I might as well not have bothered.
0: Because
1: <laughs> it was so difficult. It is. Yeah.
0: I play uh, on a six by three. Uh, it's one of the well. Yeah. One day I want to... Uh,
1: I'm hoping that... You'd like to have a room you, with a full I would size. Like, but I
0: would actually... What I'd like to do with my snooker podcast is my ultimate... If you haven't listened to it, you have to start from the beginning that's the first thing and this frame 47 is really good I've done 47 frames so far I've actually done 50 because there have been three uh, specials for my DVDs uh, so <laughs> will you stop after 147 well I thought I did think that when I got to 47 but no it's going to go on forever mm. until one of the players dies uh, and uh, what, my ultimate goal with it is for it to become so at the moment it's getting less popular all the time so it, start, <laughs> it started at 30,000 listeners it's now down to 4,000 well Downloads, they might not even be listening. My ultimate aim is to get one or no listeners, (laughs) but still carry on playing. (laughs) But then my other aim is to tour the country just doing playing myself a snooker. Because I I don't think there's enough, I think even forget that not playing yourself a snooker, which some people think is an odd thing to do. I don't think there's enough sport which is played by people who aren't very good at it that you can go and watch right there's school stuff but again you you and i can't go go, can we come and watch the uh, under 14s football (laughs) (laughs) because that would look
1: odd but you know most people aren't that good at sport and that's kind of more interesting than watching people who are really good at sport well i do as a non-sports fan i I do wonder what it must be like to live in a country that is routinely brilliant yeah if you've won the world cup four times yeah what what do you do I mean, well, some people like that don't they Bindon, 1966 is like our creation myth it's, <laughs> it's, all we've, it? it's all we've got left that and the war yeah. we cling to them yeah. if you just won it it's like yeah it's not the same but anyway I would like to tour the country play
0: myself at snooker because I'm not very good do you, know, you never play against anyone else
1: uh, I try not to <laughs> That's why it's a shame it. Um, it spoils what's it. the snooker loopies what was it called uh, oh, the Jim Davidson yeah. thing. what was it called um, Big, Big Break, break.
0: I could bring back Big Break, but I would have to do all the yes. snooker. It? I'd ultimately like to go to play at the Reading Hexagon on a six-by-three table <laughs> surrounded by people
1: watching it and supporting do one of Do you not entertain a fantasy that's like some miracle would happen and <laughs> for one year you would become Embassy World Snooker. Not, not I Embassy. did as a child, yeah, yeah. definitely. And now I'm more realistic about who is my your, skills. Who is your favourite player?
0: Um, I guess... It's a good question. That is hard. I think. I mean, they're not the same. There's not the characters anymore. I, there isn't. I did like. I mean, you know, I liked Hurricane Higgins, who me too yeah. is very much in the mould of. Yeah. But, uh, but then Hurricane. I did respect the uh, you know the, the grafters yeah. in a way. Steve Steve Davis, who's more like me yeah. one. Uh, and we uh, were talking about Bill Werbenek the other day. He was talking about Big that. Bill. Yeah. I will tell you. it Was Paul uh, Paul Sinner met David Ike. Uh, he, was, he wrote a blog about it Paul Sinner, the who's the Sinner from uh, The Chase but also a fantastic comedian but he likes quizzes he was doing a gig with David Icke he thought you know, how am I going to cope with David Icke and then David Icke said who remembers Bill Werberneck and then they talk, he just talked for half an hour about the time he was a snooker commentator I saw, I saw an interview
1: with David Icke a few years ago and you know he's he's full on crackers yeah and and then at the end of it, they just said something like, well, what do you think about Spurs this, this season? Went, well, the thing is, and he just, he just became a football pundit yeah. again. So somewhere in all of that, he just still follows football. Yeah. And stuff. I'm intrigued. I'm convinced now that Cameron's done that uh, phone call. He's having to revise his idea that the Queen is a lizard because she purrs. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she might be more like a cheetah person or something. I was really... Disc- Sorry to bang on about these things. I was really cross yesterday watching Andrew, Andrew Marr because he, he said to Cameron, are you ashamed of that phone call? He asked him twice. I right. thought, oh, grow up. <laughs> it's just a thing, isn't it? Yeah. He was shamed. No, I'm not. <laughs> She's a lion. Why would... I <laughs> <laughs> I was frightened of her.
0: She's from space. David Icke played uh, golf for Hereford United as well,
1: didn't he? Did he? Yeah, or did, did he? he- <laughs> did Who <he, you laughs> knows? I've got uh, Jeremy and I once bought one of his books after the Matrix came out. He, he became obsessed with the idea that that's that was the truth. Right, everything is just a construct. The Matrix is like the closest thing to real life we have. And there's a, there's a first there's an eyewitness account from a housewife in Herefordshire or something, who once walked into the middle of a wood and saw Ted Heath and Reginald Maudlin, the then <laughs> Home Secretary cloak, turn into lizards and s- sacrifice a child or something like that. Uh, we became we hysterical about this idea. This is also the base of conspiracy theories like that. Is that. Why would these <laughs> immensely powerful space lizards then preside over the most piss-weak administration of the late 20th century? Like, just for fun. <laughs> yeah. And why would they take over a planet and then discuss, not just go,
0: well, we're in charge now. Yeah. Here's our real lizard form. Why way they go oh. to the trouble of
1: dress, dressing? I think I said in a <laughs> go, we're going to come off the gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> the IMF can fuck themselves. <laughs> what, what, about, what about a three day week? <laughs>
0: It's good, isn't it? It's a lot more admin than I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's go back. No, we can't. I've got the clothes now. (laughs) I bought that yacht.
0: (laughs) But also, I think I said this in the last series, but someone was saying David Badil was one of these uh, lizard lizard people. No. But you you think, if you're a lizard person, you can choose any physical form you want. (laughs) Why would Who you choose David? Why would you be? I mean, no offence, David Baddiel, but you wouldn't be David Baddiel, would you? You'd, you could be anything you
1: wanted. Rob oh, yeah. Newman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could be Rob Newman. No, you see, that's more plausible because he's, he's disappeared. He, he's well, he's sort
0: of, yeah, he's slippery. back and forth now. He's doing, yeah. he's, he's, uh, he does um, stuff slippery about, like uh, a lizard. evolution and stuff now. No, no, I'm he? sure he would be a little bit more into the conspiracy theories. <laughs> that would be weird if he was and then he, it was actually him. Mm. I think it's David Icke who's the lizard. That's why I've realised. Brilliant. And that he's distracted. That's what people do, isn't it? They go yeah, yeah. to distract from themselves. They yes. go, oh, is he's yes. the lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me all along. That's how he saved all those goals. How did he get to that?
1: <laughs> you should have him on. Why didn't you have him on? Uh, well. He wears blue and he calls himself Jesus Christ. He That's does. True. Well, we have got, we've got that, a lot, I mean, got got at a lot the in ge- common. One of the guest list? for a podcast yeah Jesus Christ
0: (laughs) well if he comes back I'd definitely have Jesus but yeah uh, I thought of a great idea
1: for a series the other day what was that I I just said in the course of conversation Christ woman and I thought that's good isn't it (laughs) (laughs) like the she hulk yeah what if Jesus what if what if Jesus came back and it it was a woman that's an interesting program Christ woman (laughs) The problem with you is you're so successful,
0: you can have those ideas and make them no. happen. You can. I have ideas like that all the time. <laughs> and then I can't be bothered to do them, because it's quite hard work, writing scripts. Yeah. And also, then no one will put them on. So, but but with you, you're so successful, you can go, I'm not going to do any more Sherlock unless I can do Christ, <laughs> really. and, and unless Richard Terrain can do his goodnight, goodnight, sweetheart, sweetheart Come, oh, Yeah. With Nick Lindhurst. Uh, he might be in it, but it's really about me finding a tunnel back in time to the set of Good Night, Sweetheart.
2: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's,
0: so he might be a... I think he probably it goes on. It's like mirrors
1: guy. reflecting mirrors. <laughs> it is.
0: If you could yeah. go back in time through a little portal, I mean, you know, that's... And you went back to World War II, London. Yeah. Do you think you'd do a bit more than just get off with, like, the person in the local pub, or would you... <laughs> I think, you know, that you've been presented with an opportunity there. And, you would go and do I more think I'd than find Gary the biggest Sparrow.
1: standing set I could <laughs> and somehow spend all my time in it just, what frightens me is that when I was a child when we were a child yeah. when we were a child when the we same one together. Nicholas Lindhurst was a child actor now he's in New Trick <laughs> right? what Slice. does that tell you <laughs> It tells is, me that Tricks has
0: let down its original remit by letting very young people... Correct. <laughs> very young people be part of the gang. Even Tricks is has is become yes. victim to this curse down. of the oldie. Yes. These people are too old to be on TV. That's the point. No, they have to have young... We yeah. have to have 25 year old Justin Bieber in Nutrix. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch that. But you could do it. For, you could Along do a Tricks <laughs> of people who are like in their late 20s who are now a bit too old to be you know in the prime time yeah, stuff yeah. just, now, just yeah. too old yeah. yeah just too old so yeah. they do a new tricks thing of
1: it's to, like uh, an old folks home for people who are 28 <laughs>
0: <laughs> in acting terms that is you know, true. that is unless That'd you have true. a characterful face Mark uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying look we um, I think we're going to have to stop because uh, bedtime yeah. I'm really tired we're both poorly <laughs> both poorly we're just blathering on yeah uh, I saw I've you're got, a fan of night nurse uh, I well <laughs> I we did have some of that it's there my was drug some, of there choice was, there was capsule of night nurse very good yeah
1: guaranteed good night sleep okay well I'll
0: try I might try that yeah. tonight <laughs> I'm not terribly ill and you know what talking to you mm. and last week it's when made you I was worse. with Catherine <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it has made me feel slightly uh, worse than I was uh, <laughs> but uh I, you know what? We don't know who's on next week's uh, podcast yet. There's if you've no, got any, there's no
1: throw forward.
0: We've got no. Uh, I haven't booked anyone for next week. Mm. So if you've got any, uh, do, you, do you know uh, who's around? I don't know. Is Amy Pond around? No, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about the Man corps? <laughs> I remember man that. Corps, yeah, he we, like. He's gone. David Ike though. The Man Has he? Yeah, he's gone a bit like uh, the guy from the cause. What uh, about? I don't. I about don't, think, <laughs> I don't think these people know who either of us are. There's nobody there. <laughs> just, there's nobody all, there. This <laughs> is. is in your attic room. It's the guy we're gonna go. We're going to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was about the other cores? Are they still there? Uh,
0: well, yeah, I think they are still. Uh, are they on
1: loose women or something?
0: <laughs> no, they're not. Well, I was kind of hoping to get because I, you know, I had in uh, Fist of Fun, I had a Julius Awala shrine. Yes. To begin with,
1: and then Sarah, Sarah S- you liked Sarah Sutton, didn't you as well, Nissa?
0: Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. but six, seven years later, I went out with Julia Sawala in real life <laughs> for two years. Wow! But then, what it was this that morning? Like? It was kind that of weird. Not in. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of a strange thing to happen.
1: Did you feel uh, like sort of Rupert Pupkin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it felt like when it, the, the the first week I met her, it felt I just thought, oh, I've gone mentally ill. Mm. <laughs> Stu, uh, Stu was in. Uh, Australia at the time and I emailed him and said I think I'm going out with Julius Wild and he genuinely thought I'd a. it <laughs> <laughs> in the but in this morning Richard not Judy I, I changed that to the core shrine to the shrine to the cause and there was the man core crossed out mm. and uh, I liked um, what was she called the, the, the prettiest one Th- well that's very offensive that you've all chosen the same same one it was Andrea but Andrea so I kind of thought well the, scientifically I've proven in 2007, I'll be going out with Andrea Cole But that hasn't happened yet. So maybe, maybe it's an exponential thing.
1: You know that literally the last 25 years have been your breakdown <laughs> from that first week with Julius Awala. Yeah. All this. It could be, that's <laughs> why. Still part of it. But then
0: I, I do worry about things like that. And, there's, I do a jo- and then I do a joke about it in... Uh, in my current show and then saying you know I'm, I think I maybe died when I was 16 and the rest of my life has been a weirdly unambitious dream <laughs> <laughs> it'd, kind of be, it'd be a shame to have that and just not because you know, just this be is a, what ghosts <laughs> do <laughs> why have I done this kind of me I could have done anything with my imagination why have I done this mediocre <laughs> thing and the drip of water has fallen yeah. on Mark Gatiss now which means that is time ladies and gentlemen I can the reveal cold, that it's actually, water it's actually acid <laughs> it's, it's fallen it's uh we work on a kind of a very <laughs> we don't have clocks here at the Leicester. Very, very complicated water base. Uh, I think we will we'll uh, leave it there. But um, yeah, do you want just, to share a cab? <laughs> you can see. Yeah, uh, I've got a good uh, d- uh, Doctor Who uh, idea because I went I was in uh, Hertfordshire walking in the woods and there was a house uh, with in the front window there was a f- uh, four foot high knitted ten year old boy knitted doll. Uh, with its hands banging on, the, banging on the window, with its arms on its head banging on the window, dressed in like real 10 year old boy's clothes. What? But I thought that's. that You should do that in Doctor Who. And you know what's really. This is because I do this in the current show. I do this. This is a complete true story. You walk past it, this t- knitted doll, knitted. smile on its face. Hands above its head, as if it's banging on the barred windows of this house, which suggests it suggests to me that window's been barred to keep the flaxen child within. (laughs) And if it weren't, they weren't, they would smash through. I did this routine, and uh, my tech had to go, couldn't do the weekend show, so a a replacement tech came in, who hadn't seen the show. Came up to me afterwards and said, "Um, "You know that uh, house? I think that's my great aunt who (laughs) lives in that house." (laughs) What I mean, what are the chances? What was the explanation? Of, well, he just said she said, she, he said he, the explanation was she'd had a breakdown and was insane <laughs> and was and was now dead and died in the two years since I saw this. Amazing. But that'd be a good. She couldn't good, have children of her own, so <laughs> she, she knitted, knitted them, them.
1: <laughs> and then they come to life. Oh uh, god, that'd yes. be a good. But well, that that um, what's that advert for the uh, conditioner? Fabric conditions. It's a bit yeah. like that. Those yeah, soft, it is a little bit like, like those soft people. They could come Very to life. Sinister. They, could
0: come, they could be yeah. in Doctor Who. It's good. I like it. Just it's mainly in it. Doctor Who just spotting a thing and then
1: doing loads of attacking stuff. That's yes. where that's where it mainly. Yes.
0: Get one thing. Go. That's and then. I guarantee
1: no one's ever done knitted children. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Play big clangers me. or something, wouldn't <laughs> The
0: Clangers are coming back. Yeah, they are. The Clangers are coming back with Michael Palin. And Danger Mouse is coming back with uh, the actor Kevin Eldon. And
1: Alexander Alexander Armstrong. Armstrong.
0: Not as exciting as the actor Kevin Eldon.
1: Where is it? That's true. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Why don't
0: we bring one of those things back? We're doing Christwoman. (laughs) 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 That's Let's do Hector's house. Oh. Jolly old Hector. I knew I'd get him. See, there's (laughs) some... I knew I'd get the exact reference. some old people, yes. <laughs> Hexas is pretty much my earliest.
1: Kiki and Do you remember. Yeah. <sighs> uh.
0: Well, I told you it'd all be about 1970s kids' TV, and I was correct. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, massive round of applause to Mark Aiters. Thank, Thank you very much. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest Mark Gatiss. The music was my Pest, thanks to Orange Mark and everyone at the British Comedy Guide, all the staff, and everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre, and Chris Evans. Not that one. No, not that one from The Avengers. No, not the Australian politician. The one from Wales. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a Fuzz Go Faster Strike and Sky Potato Production. Takes three different production companies to make this. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed show two of series, whatever this is, of Rich Chang's Less Square Theatre Podcast. It is free. You can watch it on video for free this time as well. If you feel that you're getting value for money of the 50 or so podcasts we've done so far, if you think they're worth two P each, could you go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges and give us a pound? Uh, if you think they're worth more than two P each, you can give more uh, money. Uh, that will help fund uh, future projects and make make us able to pay for filming it this time around. Uh, if you want to keep me afloat Boat. I've had a very difficult Edinburgh and don't have any money. Uh, if you want me personally to get some money, you can buy one of my DVDs at gofastestripe.com or you can come and see me on tour, Lord of the Dance Settee, all over the country. Go to richertaining.com gigs for information about that. Thanks for listening. Bye. Tell your friends. Bye. That's it. Bye.